And Charlemagne the God. The Breakfast Club, bitches. The voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass up. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. We got Omar on the line. Omar, good morning. Hey, Envy, good morning. I just want to know what type of name is Enzo for a dog? What is that? It's it's actually Enza, and that was the name of the dog when I I purchased it. That's even worse. The dog is a year old. And that's the dog's name. Why don't you like her name? I mean, that's weird. I'm actually mad at you too, um, Angelina. You said you said something about somebody running up on Envy for autograph. I mean, he ain't no celebrity. I love our listeners. You keep us humble, <laughs> baby. Yeah, you humble. Keep us humble. <laughs> there you go, my brother. Keep us humble, damn it. You ain't no, no damn celebrity. I know. I'm trying to get there. Hello, who's this? It's Paul. Hey, what's up, man? Tell him why you mad. Uh, the reason I'm mad, I'm mad at myself. It took me this long to realize the same dude who played porn stash, Orange is the New Black, is the cat who played a leprechaun. In American God. You out of your damn mind. How you just realizing that? Man, I don't know how the hell I didn't realize that. Well, he's mad at himself for it. That's good good acting, though. That's that's what good acting. Yeah, that's that's exactly what you're supposed to be. He played both of them parts, and I ain't catch on until it was mad late. Hey, I'm going to tell you what's even stranger. When you see them out in public and don't even realize it until later, hey, hey, that's Barnes Dash. My goodness. Chandler, good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? I ain't call you Chandelier this time, man. <laughs> you got it right. I appreciate Chandelier. it. I appreciate it. Tell him why you mad, bro. <laughs> well, mad. Well, one, I wanted to tell you and Charlemagne that uh, Tupac did perform Machiavelli uh, before he died. He only performed it at House of Blues. But he, that's uh, where uh, that but that was, was. Okay. Yeah, right. And that's the only uh, place. You know, he, he performed that. He he made that song before, like, one of his first songs. But anyway. Before the album came out. I'm going to be honest now. I've seen a lot of Tupac historians say that never happened, but I, I'll take your word for it. But it was, yeah, it was only at the House of Blues. But uh, I'm mad because the NBA is trash, man. They only letting two teams, uh, like they got two super teams, and then all the other teams are just trash. What's the point of watching the NBA until the NBA Finals? And the NBA Finals is even whack, so I'm just mad that the commissioner is letting all these super teams combine. Yeah, it's, man, it's, 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 I was it's, thinking it's, the same thing. Like, they got to start nixing yeah. some of these moves. Can they decline trades? The NBA can decline trades. Right? I mean, they, I've seen them do it before. They did it with Chris Paul. I don't know why they did it, but they did it. That's and back crazy. to the Tupac movie, what they I spoke to them and what they said took them over the top with the finances was clearing all the Tupac music. Oh, they that didn't get the, the forty five million though. I talked to I talked to LT yesterday. It didn't get the forty five million. Well, no, he's saying that's what took him over the top though. That's why it was yeah. so expensive. What was the they had to clear the music. Like thirty something. They said it was about thirty, and then with the music being cleared, that's another okay. fifteen million. All right, that's get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Call us now, or you feel blessed. Phone lines are wide open. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Well, Jackson, good morning. Yo, yo, I made it. Oh, my God, this is crazy. Y'all talking about pop right now? You calling from Chicago, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicago music saying nobody works together. I'm a rapper here for, uh, I'm a uh, 19, but nobody uh, wants to do anything. So you're mad. Not, not with me, but, uh, yo. 
You mad because you can't get into the music industry? Uh, nobody wants to do anything else besides rap. Like, uh, for example, that there's no engineers, no producers, no uh, guys don't want to, to be their mans. Is you know just the the person, their hype man. Nobody wants to run the streets for tickets. Well, well, that, well, that's, that's your lane, brother. You always got to remember where there's rappers and singers, then there's gonna always be a need for engineers and all that other good stuff. So figure it out. That's well, your lane. Well, we'll let you spit, guys. Spit a quick sixteen. Oh, you want to rap? I thought you want to be an engineer. I think he's a rapper. You're a rapper, right? Yeah, I'm a rapper here myself. Okay, I spit. Uh. All right, listen, I have a book out called Black yeah. Privilege. <laughs> Opportunity comes <laughs> to those and one of the chapters in the book no 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 no. one of the principles in my book is F your dreams oh my okay? goodness go ahead rap go ahead man look back on dirt back on scene still tuck they chains and pack they wings and still hide they dirt and all right, oh, yo, all right. Okay. it's too early for that man okay. F your dreams bro go figure out something else to do with your life man yeah maybe you want to try something else maybe you want to be behind the scenes engineering bad learn to make some beats or something Jesus Christ Chris, UPS is always hiring Chris. Hello? Hey, what's up? Yes. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? You blessed this How morning. You? Why are you so blessed this morning? Yo, I'm blessed because I got a job. You feel me? I'm about to be a first-time father. Congrats. You, go. you know what I'm saying? My girlfriend's two months pregnant, and we got a YouTube, so we're going to show the whole world that. Wow. You know, our YouTube is Fatim the Dream. Shout out to Fatim the Dream. Okay. Why? You know? Why? No, no, yeah. no. Say, why do you need a YouTube? He wants to share the birth. Why, why not? Crazy, man, you got to have four sources of income in order to make it, right? In order to be rich. <laughs> Oh, oh, YouTube is one. So, so you're trying to get video hits to make some money? Yes. So you're exploiting yeah, your yeah. wife's YouTube vagina. Up every 20th. You're exploiting your <laughs> wife's vagina and your wife's birth? Yes. Oh, I, yeah, that's what that. I got that. I got a job. I'm a laborer at TCNY, you know? Yo. I uh, got a girlfriend that loves me. I got a baby that I love. That, that She's two months pregnant right now, and we got a YouTube where we do pranks and challenges and stuff like that. So we're helping to build our brand. We went more than just this, you know? Everybody okay. want to be a freaking star, boy. Y'all going to learn the hard way. Let him make his money. All right. Hey, what what money? Say? He said he's doing pranks. YouTube ain't even paying like that no more. Pranks? Yes, pranks. All right, well, I hope your wife pranks you in the delivery room and says, guess what? It's not yours. I hope a little white boy comes out of her vagina. All right? Ew. <laughs> and then she says, gotcha. You said you want to do a prank. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Or if you feel blessed, you can hit us up. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Saha Prince. What's happening? What's up? What's going on, man? Now, Sahai, I always wanted to know, what did you mean when you said real don't do breakfast club interviews? Uh, no, real gangsters don't real do breakfast. Real gangsters don't do breakfast club interviews. Yeah, because, um, you know, man, I used to see a lot of artists come up here, man, be like, don't want to answer the question when you ask them. You know what I mean? Like, they be like trying to act all tough about it. Be like, man, you an artist, bro. Yeah, 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 that's what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? You're doing oh, yeah, an interview. Like, don't be gangster. Yeah, and yeah. if you a gangster, like, we don't do no interviews. My, you right. should bring your attorney with you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if that's, if that's how, you, if that's what we really doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. just like I be one, I be fans of the artists. I be like, they ain't answer that one. That wasn't none. Yeah, you're not being interrogated. It's an interview. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like if you really a street dude, you really don't want to come here and talk about what's your life and what what made you an artist and what inspired you. Then this ain't the interview. No, this ain't the place for that. Yeah, absolutely. Now let's now you you're a writer as well as an artist. Yes, sir. You wrote a lot for Kanye West. Yes, sir. Now like bars or hooks. Uh, more of everything. It's totally more of above. just brainstorming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it ain't more so like, hey, like, bow wow. And I'm like, ah, okay, here you go. You know what I mean? It's more, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, write that, rap that like that. No, it's more so, 
half of the time we just be in there talking about the record. Mm -hmm. The record, man, Pablo was done probably in like seven days. Mm. The whole life of no. Pablo album? He rapped all, he, at the Jungle Studio, he rapped 12 verses before the Pablo thing in the Madison Square Garden. Really? So he just rapped all 12 or didn't go to sleep. It was just him, Kim, me, and Chance. Mm -hmm. And we just sat in there and made him rap everything. But we've just been talking about it for two years, though. Right. We ain't even had the lyrics laid. So it was wow. just like, he did 12 records in one week. I mean, like, you know, it might not even been one week. It might have been like three days. Mm -hmm. He stayed up like straight. Ooh, and went amazing. straight to Madison Square Garden. You said Five That Stretched My Hands was your favorite. Yeah. That you worked on. Yeah, yeah. I love that record, too. That record's dope. I, yeah, yeah. So when Cuddy came in there, it was just like, man. Uh, that's like the holy trinity. <laughs> I was just in the back like, wow. I'd never seen them work together before, so that was a first for me. How did you meet Ye? Um, well, he he discovered me on the internet. I did a song with uh, a guy named Pill and Yellow Wolf. Mm -hmm. Pill? You know my guy Pill. Yeah, so I was, I was my... Shout out Yellow Wolf. Oh, you, oh. Charlamagne. No, Charlamagne. I don't rock with Yellow Wolf. <laughs> Pill. I don't got nothing against him, but I don't rock with him. You know what I'm saying? I, it, I just had to find some guys that was, like, in my lane because in Atlanta it was tough for me to, like, mm -hmm. do what type of music I want to do. So I just kind of got fed up with my situation. It was like, you know, I'm just going to go rap with dudes who rap, right. even if they ain't that popular or whatever. So we did this record, and we did a little, you know, $1,500 video, and Ye seen it on, on the Internet and just kind of started putting it on his Tumblr. And then a week later he flew me to Hawaii, and it was just... Thing. We've been partners there what, what era was this a yay? What era was this? This what was album my was beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Okay. Yeah, so that's when I first met him during that album. I always wondered, were you frustrated, like, just trying to put out that solo album? I mean, that debut album? Or was it you being patient and saying, okay, it's not time, it's not time? Well, one thing for me, man, I'm like, I experienced the streets in a, on a sober level. So I was just happy to not have to go back to the trap. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I would have gave, I would have delivered waters, <laughs> in turn, you know what I'm saying, carry equipment. I wasn't even tripping. So a lot of times that may be my fault because I was just, I'm just happy not, you know, that I have to do what I used to do. Mm -hmm. So then I understand the fans was like, you know, very adamant about it. So I definitely wanted to do this for them too as well, not just for myself. But I was never frustrated because I done worked on the, his last five right. albums. I'm pretty Did you cool. get paid though? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely got to play. Kanye seems like the type to pay his, his artist. Oh, no, he overly paid. Yeah, he that, like that's that. an issue for yeah, me, Yeah, we've though. never yeah, heard yeah. anybody complain. Yeah, like, nobody that's an issue. Him. Like, he'd come, like, if he... Okay, what does overly pay mean? Okay, all right. A dude walked in the studio with some leather black jeans on. And his, and my thing song, a leather black jeans on. Get a part of the song that I helped, you know what I'm saying, put together. No. But yes, bro. He, if you delivering waters, if you the engineer, if you the cameraman, if he asks you one thing about this song, your name is on the record. That's why I be so many people. Oh, we really? need to go yeah. deliver some water. All you got to do is be in the brainstorming. <laughs> if you was in the brainstorm room, you get part of the record. It ain't like everybody wrote on the record. It's just everybody who was in there get pieces of you, the piano player. That's so everything. interesting because you wonder, like, like sometimes Kanye seems so narcissistic and it, it seems like he has such a big ego and he seems so self Centered that you wouldn't think he'd be such a giving person like that. Yeah, man. Because he already, you know, the sample's already taken up. He got three samples, so that's already yeah. going to take up 70%. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It, it's 15, 20 people got to mm -hmm. chop up. But that's just how he is. He just, you know what I mean? So I, I appreciate him, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, you know, people don't do that. People don't even recognize nobody, but he overly recognize. I'm talking, if you answering the door, you're asking what's your publishing. Wow. wow. Like, bro, like, relax. Now, wow. Now, your first deal was with Akon. Yeah. Now, now, how did you hook up with Akon, and what happened with that situation? 
Well, um, my first deal was actually with Noonie and um, Jazzy Faye. I was in a group, but... God damn. That taking me back with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, no, see, I, damn, I got my first deal up. at like 15. Okay. So, you know what I mean? I was always like one of the best rappers in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But, um... Yeah, I, um, I knew Boo through my partner. Um, Everybody know Boo. Through my guy Boo. Yeah, 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 yeah. My partners, you talking? You know about, what I'm right? saying? So I knew Boo through uh, Bachi. You know what I mean? So I was just a dude. I was just trying to get out of my situation. I was signing some gangsters. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they was just like, okay, now you want to get out of this? We need this. So I'm like, okay. So I'm trying to figure out somebody that'll help me. You know what I mean? You know, give me a check on something. So Boo was like, no, with you I love this. Ooh, ooh. So. I always got a place, even though our situation didn't all the way work out, because, you know, the Def Jam regime and, you know, L.A. Reads and all that, I just always appreciated him for just taking a chance to, like, get me out of my situation. Right. I ain't need nothing else from Boo. It didn't kind of go right because once I got to Def Jam, it was like Boo left, Boo and L.A. Reed left in, like, four months after that. Mm -hmm. So it was like, damn. You just stuck, right? I'm stuck. But then people know Ye just started with me. So they was like, okay, we don't want to let him go. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, nah, it ain't, this ain't the people who signed me. So Ye was just like, yo, man, come over here and write for me. You know what I'm saying? Do this, do this, and then we'll get you some cachet, and then you we can come back and, you know, get you out of that situation. And that's why I'm here today. No dope on Sundays. So hey. He was with Def Jam before Good Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was okay. already on Def Jam. Gotcha. It just, you know, I wasn't making trap records. So mm -hmm. me and, you know, Convict was kind of butting heads about that. You from Atlanta? You should be making the bounce. The yeah, track yeah, right yeah. But I didn't. I couldn't listen to rap growing up. Mm -hmm. I didn't start listening to rap until I was about fifteen. Yeah, I heard your parents were strict. Was it a religious thing? Or? Yeah, yeah. We. I mean, I just grew up in the church, and I was like probably bad, more badder than I sh should have been at that mm -hmm. age. So they were just trying to keep it away from me. But I always heard it like when I went to skate ring or I went to like out to the club or whatnot. But my first CD I purchased was Reasonable Doubt. And it was written because this dude from Philly was teaching me how to rap. Mm -hmm. And I just thought this man was the most prolific 12-year-old, 13-year-old I ever heard. Because he used to rap like Nas raps and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. say they was his. But it'd be like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To me, I'm trying to out-rap him. Yeah. Like, gotta be the he, one time he hit me with, how you like me now? I, I go, bow. This the that move crowd making, making we in the middle wow. of a cipher. Right. And he's killing me. He's always looking. He's like telling me how I made you I buck gave you wild. power. I yeah. made you buck wild. <laughs> hey, bro, how you gonna do me like that? You tell me how to rap. So about four or five years later, I'm in the car with my, one of my other New York dudes. I'm in high school now. And I just hear, come on, how you like me now? I'm like, oh, I'm, oh man, that's my partner record. They're like, boy, you know Nas. <laughs> like, no, bro. No, bro. This is my partner, bro. All right, we got more with Sai High the Prince. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Sai High the Prince is in the building. Now you kidnapped Kanye West and you shot at the <laughs> Def Jam office. Well, that was the song, Elephant in the Room. So let's talk about <laughs> Elephant in the Christ. Room, that song. <laughs> nah, man, well, a lot of people don't know Ye gave me that beat, and we came up with that topic together. Okay. So the thing was, we was about to do, like, this Eminem, Dr. Dre album, and he had some controversies that he was going through. People would, like, keep asking me, like, you know, different things they asking me, and that was, like, the biggest thing. Like, man, why Ye won't put your album up? Why Ye won't? And it wasn't ever Ye's fault. It was just, like, Def Jam on a power struggle. So... I just decided to write a rap about it because I was just tired of going to the grocery store, tired of going there when people keep asking me, like, bro, like, ask me something else, you know what I mean? So I made a song that I thought actually would cut the air. It was like a parody almost to me because, you know, Meek and Drake was going through their things. So I just threw it out there just to, like, throw it off, and it nope. just... That was a diss record from Side. Yeah, that was a diss record, like, oh, okay. So I had to really explain it. But, nah, 
Me and Ye was good. He actually had a verse to it. Mm-hmm. And just, we never finished the actual album, so I be I sit on so many records, I be mad. So sometimes I will just let something go that probably wasn't supposed to go. So y'all was gonna do a whole project called Elephant in the Room? <laughs> nah, it was gonna be like an Eminem. I don't know what the name of it was gonna be, but it was gonna be like, you know. Like how who, Guilty Conscious Yeah, was. who take advice from somebody who slapped people up? Like, we right. going back and forth. Like, man, you ran on stage with, oh, girl, how you gonna get me? You know what I mean? So that's how we was just kind of really starting to brew it, but it just never came to fruition. So. Why not? Like, I mean, you know, man, one thing about bro, man, He's a free artist, so I can't. You can't even rush his greatness in so, so many senses. It's like, man, I done seen him come up with some shit last minute that we've been trying to get him to come up with for six months, and it'd be like, oh, like uh, famous, the famous record that's wrote the last day. Really? Yeah. Like he just. But we've been talking to him like, bro, we gotta have it, bro. They gotta call it. Like other the rap records on the album. Yeah, he'll just. Like, people just don't understand. People think when they see him, they think that he got a bunch of ghostwriters. None of that happens without him. Like, all of us could be there, and he ain't there, it ain't gonna come out like that. Right. Oh, so y'all not writing stuff beforehand and saying, yeah, it's like this. a collaboration. Nah, Everybody's like, in the room. It's saying, say, as, as a Finn Light. Yeah, or yeah. say, say, you know, you're gonna jump on the jet this time and take it out of that line. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, that do kind of go better. Like, it's just like stuff like that. It ain't like, just like I said, bow wow, and I'm like, right. There you go, boss. He's not. He doesn't care about people knowing he got ghostwriters. I think he's well, always been pretty open about it. Yeah, I don't I think he. Like. Can, I don't think it's, he don't look at it as ghostwriting though. Yeah, it's yeah. like because you got to think about. I tell people this: once you already conquer rap or body rap, you can have ghostwriters. That's to me mm-hmm. because I go to the Grammys. I'm at the Grammys every year. Adele walk on stage. It's 15 people who helped up with this record. Mm-hmm. Right? You gonna stay Sam all these other pop artists, they got 20 people on stage. But in rap, it just gotta be you and the engineer. It's like, how do you compete with 20 great musical minds True. and it's just you and the engineer? It also what benefits the people that are, you know, artists that work with you on your label because they get to make some money because right. they're in the room helping you write. So now he contributed to this track, he contributed, we were having a conversation, and now everybody gets paid. Mm-hmm. But I- back in the day, unless, uh, unless we don't know, those guys were creating immaculate records, I guess, by themselves. Yeah, yeah. Nas with Illmatic, or Jay early on, Reasonable Doubt, Biggie ready to die, Wu Tang. Like I don't think they had ghostwriters. Yeah, but I think I mean I, I, I'm pretty sure they had some partners in there feeding them. Like I know Biggs mm-hmm. threw Jay a few lines. And like, I'm sure Wu Tang in the studio. Yeah, somebody, like, yo, say this, say that. Like, like cause just even your partner in there smoking. Oh, I like that one. If they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just if you don't even react to a line, that might be like okay, I don't even. Right, that line. My partner didn't react how I wanted him to react. So, you know, a lot of times it's just more so about vibes. It ain't really more so about the actual lyrics. They said that you exposed that Jesus 2 was ready and it was right. put the playlist on Spotify. What happened with that? Uh, no, I don't know what that is, man. I thought, <laughs> I thought that was something that, um... First of, all, first of all, I thought somebody hacked my computer, so I'm over here getting all this guy. Don't hit us with the you got hacked. Oh. Man, no, nah, for real. Come on, that's the nah, story for, you sticking with. No, nah, I'm saying that's why I was nervous, but <laughs> I, I think it's a playlist that I was about to put up for my album that kind of is going to massage you to, you know, get my album kind of gives you. You just happen to title stuff from Yeezus too. I ain't even that computer savvy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just going to keep it all the way thermal with you. I still, I'm still pencil and pen. So I don't know how I got up there. I was, we trying to figure that out now. I was just making sure my stuff didn't, because I do have those type of records on my if, computer. If the story is correct, I remember that for the first Jesus album, when Ye bought Rick Rubin in, they said it was like six records he cut off the album that he was going to use for the sequel. Mm-hmm. And you just happened to put up six records. I mean, I might have about 20 of them, mm. to be all the way honest. 
We in computer right now. I mean, <laughs> it's stashed away, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, like, the six is, is telling me short. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I know that ain't me. You know I'm what interested mean? in that elephant in the room project, man, because I want to know yeah. what Kanye was venting about on yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, that, man, he was just talking about a lot. Like, you know me, I don't really be knowing the folks he be talking about. Like, yeah, all yeah, these yeah. Elon Musk and Phoebe Fowler. Hey, I'm from Atlanta, bro. I know black people, really. <laughs> I don't really know all the, you know what I mean, England designers, no disrespect, but he be going in on me about them, like, you know this motherfucker. Whoop-de-whoop told me I can't have it. You're like, who is that? I'm like, who the give, boy? Let's make I'm a God. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got these headphones for you right here. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. This you are a rapper. Mm-hmm. For everybody don't, who don't know if Sai High <laughs> Prince can really rap, they're like, oh, he ain't here talking about he wrote for Ye. And yeah. all. Oh, yeah, no. Who is this guy? We don't you know, know yeah. him. All right, tell me when you're ready. I rapped. I won't with too many blunts. I'm, I am apologize. Here we go. Let go. How? I had the prince, no dope on Sundays. Yes, can you hear me? Okay. Huh. I bought this rollie because I could never force. I had dreams of me being on the Forbes list in the fortress with so much drugs in that bitch. You got to move it with a forklift. Huh. I always say my grace before my forklift. This four fifth on my waist, I go to war with. Or if a n- try to take away the Lord's gift of man. F- talking world peace, sh- don't hit the fan. Rappers, I have fake beef and where's Vince McMahon? Huh. I never threw a rock and then hit my hand. Y'all should come cast this sh- Cause I'm in demand Every flow was uncut dope I wrapped it in saran <laughs> Let's go Uh, okay Yeah, I say Mind of an outlaw I'm a diamond without flaws I doubt y'all Ever heard a n- with a south draw That can outball Anybody in this town, dog. I say that comfortable is out Sharpened in the town hall Huh, I run the underground I'm the groundhog Neil Armstrong Waiting on my downfall They shooting shots Pootie tanging with the bounce off Arm out the window Uzi hanging Shooting southpaw even your fans can catch it, that's a foul ball. You don't want to see them guys pull up with them golf clubs. Nine or the four iron, it's a toss-up. Scary do drive-bys, they do walk-ups. How you talk tough to a two-dollar state? Ahead of my time, y'all didn't know I was two hours late. Huh, you suckers better move out the way. Cause on my birthday, I wish it would, then I blew out the cake. Celebration, toast to the good life, huh? Cause I can die tonight, knock on wood twice as the cush light. I walk around like I'm bush white. I try to stay down to earth, but I done took flight. Just like an old school Chevelle, like I hood stripe. You can tell a lot about a bitch by how she cook rice. Wish I would, might <laughs> let her charm me for this good pipe. What I look like, this bitch must have mistook my kindness for weakness, silence for meekness, sleepless nights, try not to die in the street. Baby girl, I don't mean to be facetious. I cut a bitch off at the gym if I see fit. But on some G shit, I still get your weed fixed. She wanna be up under my arm, but I'm trying to speed stick. Enough about these chicken heads. Fuck them like I'm 3 6. When the weed lit, these rappers is in some deep. Just can't keep a secret, but wanna sneak this. Bullet size of Jolly Ranchers thinking I'm a sweet lit. Upgraded from an AMG to a beat lit. More horses than the finish line at the Preakness. I used to break them down, make sure it's remixed. Then, v, then serve it up the street from Eastwick. I was the Lord of Rap way before I taught the math. I got too much to lose, I can't afford the trap. The FBI got me bugged, even my water tap. <laughs> Man, I'm done with these. No dope on Sundays, man. I appreciate y'all Breakfast Club, man, for letting me bring this message to y'all platform. Tell That's Kanye right. if he don't post your album on his Instagram, he don't got Instagram. 
Twitter. He ain't got that on money, but I might, I might have him revigorate. Yeah, he got to do something. He got to say something somehow. somehow. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. You heard Charlemagne, yay? Yeah. <laughs> All right, there you have it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey. It's time to shoot your shot. Time to shoot your shot with the Breakfast Club. This is your one chance. Don't mess it up. Mess it up. Mess All right, now this morning we have up. somebody on the phone lines. His name is Big Les. You there, sir? Yo. Hey, Yo. Man, I, love, I love the show, man. I love you guys. Oh, my goodness. Les, you sound like you're about 45, 50 years old. Hey, man, I mean, age ain't nothing but a number. All right. Oh, okay, Les. <laughs> okay, Aaliyah. Now, Les, explain this to us now. <laughs> you have a crush on your daughter's best friend? You got that right. How man. old are you, Big Les? 46. How old is your daughter's friend? Uh, she's about 22, 23. All right, you oh got to relax. You oh, gotta my relax, goodness. Bro. It's weird. You got to relax. All right, so you you have a crush on your... How long have you known your daughter's friend? Since she how was long? how old? Uh, how long have I known them? How long you know? I know them as they were kids. You, okay, you that's creepy. That's disgusting. So you've been you. watching your daughter's friend grow up since she was a little kid, and you had a crush on her? Well, you know, like, she, you know, she, you know. You sound like a pedophile. Oh, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Don't go there. Don't go there. I respect you a lot, E. I love you, but don't go there. You do sound like a pedophile. You've been planning on recruiting this girl since she was in elementary school. That is illegal. It's the way your voice is warbling also. That's illegal. That's against no, NCAA rules. No, Wobble. no, no, Charlemagne, no, no. Let's fast forward this. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Whoa. Okay. She's okay. 20. She's 20, she 22, 23 years old. If you see this girl, man, you know, she put Coca-Cola out of business. By the way, you've watched American Beauty Coca-Cola. one too many times, and Coca-Cola. the reason you want to fast forward this conversation is because you're trying to fast forward this girl's life. Now she's of age. You want her, and that's disgusting. I, I, I want to tap that ass. That's what I want. I can't talk to you no more. I'm not, talk- I'm not talking. Why are we talking disgusting. I want to tap that I don't even feel right trying to set this up. All this right, is- well, check it out. I got an older uncle that I want to hook up with your daughter. He's 57. So you going to go there? Yeah, it's an old-ass what? man out here lusting for your daughter the same way you lusting it, for this it, little well, young girl. Well, you know what? You know what? She's a grown woman. I taught her well. She can handle it. Oh, you taught girl. her how to suck... Oh, stop it, man. They taught her well. But stop listen, hey, how, would you hey, feel, hey. how would you feel if your daughter's uh, friend, if her dad tried to talk to your daughter? That's a little awkward. Well, you know, I mean, like, you know, she's grown. I gave her everything and all the ammunition she needs to be a grown-ass woman. Yeah, now I'd beat your ass, but hold on. When we we going to call her. Is he trying to tell us that he taught his daughter how to pop that poom-poom for an old goon? But we going to call this young lady. Hold on. I don't want no part of this. No, no, we're going to tell the young lady that she can't do this. But I would whoop his ass. Absolutely. What if, if my daughter brought home a, a, a guy my age? Well, I'm not 45. He ain't even talking about wife. Let me rephrase that. I'm nowhere near that. But older than me, I'm whooping his ass. He ain't even talking about wife and her. He's just talking about wanting to smash That's her. That's disgusting. That's just, what's disgusting. Yeah. And the fact he knew her since he was a kid. That's since she was a kid. Horrible. No, that's disgusting. All right. Well, when we come back, uh, we're going to call this young lady. Her name is Jasmine. And uh, keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. <sighs> Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are the Breakfast Club. If you just join us, we're doing Shoot Your Shot. Now, that's when you can call. You can email us, thebreakfastclubam at gmail.com. If there's somebody that you know that you are interested in and you want to try and see if it could work out, we're going to let you call them live on air. Now, we have Big Les on the phone lines right now. He is actually calling his daughter's best friend. Now, Big Les is probably in his 50s. His daughter's best friend, I'm guessing, is around 20, her, her early 20s. 
But we we told Big Les we gonna let him shoot his shot. So let's let's dial the number. All right. Hello. Hey, hey, Jasmine. This is Big Les. What's up? Oh, hey, what's up? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right, baby girl. What's happening? I'm good. What's up? Oh man, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, you uh, you busy this weekend? Um, for what? Hey, let, let, let's just cut to the chase. I want to take you out. You know, are you feeling it or what? Oh, okay. What the hell you mean okay, girl? This is the Breakfast Club. Good morning, Jasmine. What the hell you mean okay? You giving this old man some play? (laughs) Um, yeah, actually. So so you mean to tell me you had your eye on your friend's daddy all these years? I mean, maybe not all these years, but I mean, I feel. Is he an attractive old man? He is. He is a good-looking old man. Okay, but what about your friend? How's she going to feel about you going out with her dad? Uh, I don't think that she's going to mind. You like old men or something? Oh, my goodness. Who doesn't like a nice silver fox? Okay. What what about your daddy? Is your daddy in the house? Yes. <laughs> your daddy should whoop his ass. What, what, you, what would your daddy think if you got over this 46 year old? down here for a minute, then, because we all getting up in age. Uh, you never know what our futures may hold. I'm not going to sit here and knock this man if he can bag a 20, young 20 something year old tender. It may Thank have sounded you. worse than it. It may have sounded worse than it's it actually worse, is. But, okay, hold girl. on, but but Jasmine. Tyler. Technically, this is Jasmine. Jasmine, don't do you feel has anything weird ever happened like when you were growing up at your friend's house with the dad? Did he older than oh, forty five? No, oh no, no, no way, nothing like that. I mean. No, nothing like that. This is Diddy and Cassie. This is Diddy and Cassie, man. Diddy didn't help raise Cassie. Diddy didn't, it wasn't there when Cassie He came didn't know her when she was underage. Yeah. Doesn't matter when she was 12. She was 12 at some point in her life. Oh, you're a dirty old man now. This girl was 12 at some, Jasmine, you were 12 at some point in your life. Cassie was 12 at some point in her life. Diddy was with J-Lo when Cassie was two. It don't matter. Okay, okay so it, basically it, it, it's none of our business now. If they want to go out with each other, they're both of age. Yeah, I mean, there's an age difference, but I mean, just think: what if I didn't know him when I was younger? Right, would it still be it's an okay. Issue? That's right, Except Jasmine. You did, Go, but... Listen, you probably gonna end up getting worms from somebody. Why not somebody that you know? <laughs> oh my God. And you asked about my daddy. My daddy would just be like, "Is he treating you right?" Really? Yeah. I mean, that's what that's most daddies don't. Live, that's what most daddies who don't live with their kids say. You know what I'm saying? They just <laughs> check it. Yeah, they check in every now and then. You good? You got a boyfriend? He <laughs> treating you right? Okay, I will see you on next Tuesday. Hey, um, you talking about your daddy? Okay. You so, you go, so you guys are going to go. So you guys are going to go on a that. date. What's the plan? Well, um, you know, I'm going to go with her flow, but if she doesn't have anything in mind, I'm going to wine and dine that little lady like she deserves. Uh-huh. Well, well, I hop on Fridays is over sixty five. You get free pancakes and he's nuts. Over sixty five. You, you guys, you guys, you know, y- y'all need to chill out, man. Just let people live their yeah, lives. Yeah, forty five ain't old, brother. Right. I get you. Hey, listen, man, you take it to Applebee's, you get that two for twenty. You know what I'm saying? And y'all enjoy, okay? All right. Wow. All right. Well, uh, yeah, you I guys wish... have fun. How, are you? How are you going to break the news to your daughter? Oh well, you know, I'm just gonna tell her I'm taking, taking Jasmine out. What, Let her know, find out on Instagram or Facebook. Oh my goodness! No, no, no! I'm a grown ass man. I tell my daughter. Yes, you are. Take it. 
I'm taking her out. Oh, he dying already. <laughs> he dying right now. He dying. He dying <laughs> thinking about that young vagina. That young vagina thinking about it got you about to have a heart attack. Oh, my God. All right. I can't wait to hear how this goes. Good luck, guys. Now, Les, do you eat the butt? All right. It's, what? <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Oh, Let's keep it moving, please. Man, that's all you got to say. Do you eat ass? All right. All right now. All right. Oh. All right. All right. Well, all right. Well, thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you. I can't really hate on that situation, man. We all getting up in age. You never know what the future may hold. All right. So let's all right, so let's let's switch it a little bit. Your daughter turned twenty two. She bring home a man that's forty six. Nah, you're not having it. See. That's what I'm saying. I'm personally, I'm personally not having it. Me and I ain't speaking about my daughter. I'm speaking about me and my own selfish ass. <laughs> when I'm 50-something years old and just say me and my wife don't work out, I'm going to get me something young and tender. I'm telling you that right now. Right, I'm you. going to get me a fresh 22, 23-year-old. You know what? Okay, fresh out of college. What was your what? degree? <laughs> you majored in journalism? Well, come talk to the radio. So you're going to be a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be, you're basically going to be a sponsor. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time to shoot your shot. Time to shoot your shot with the Breakfast Club. This is your one chance. Don't mess it up. Mess it up. Mess it up. Mess Devontae, it up. what's up? What's up, guys? Who are you trying to shoot your shot with, Devontae? Uh, this girl, Latavia. She works at the uh, pharmacy I go to. All right, Word. man. You, got- you, had, you gotta go there to pick up your Valtrex every now and then? Or maybe uh, you know, fix an STD problem? Because I'm letting you know if you gotta pick up your Valtrex, I don't think this is a good idea to shoot your shot if she knows what she's giving you. Nah, she just dope, man. I don't even have a prescription there. I just go there once a week to get, like, a pack of gum or something. And then you go and, to the uh, pharmacy register just to go see her? Yeah. She definitely thinks yeah. you have an STD and too scared to get the prescription, bro. I don't know. I don't know. I'm scared to shoot my shot. I was hoping y'all could help me. Why are you scared have you to ever shoot had a shot, conver- Yeah, Have you ever had a conversation? Yeah, you know, I get the gum, ask her how her day is doing, what's going on. She's going to this or that concert. Nothing now, too heavy, now, though. Now, question. Do you put the gum in your mouth before you talk to her? Um, You know, I usually get a piece and offer her one. Because if you're talking to her before you put the gum in your mouth, that's probably why she's not interested, because your breath is clearly funky. No, it's like half and half. Half with gum, half without gum. Okay, okay. All right, well, let's get right into it. I mean, they've only had some brief conversations. All he does is see her when he buys some gum, so I'll be interested to see if she's noticed you. Does she say hi when you walk in? Oh, yeah, yeah, she's very friendly. Okay. Okay. There's got to be a reason that you haven't shot your shot yet other than just nerves. Maybe he's scared. Maybe he got a small wee-wee. I don't know. Damn. Just I'm sure nerves. she could write him a prescription for something. Okay, all right, well, let's maybe, go. Maybe you need some, some Zannies then for anxiety. I don't have a prescription for it. You know where I could get some? Uh, right. Yeah, the girl, once you shoot your shot. Hold duh. on. When we come back, we're going to call Latavia. That's the name, right? Latavia? Yeah. Latavia. All right, don't move, right? Okay. We'll call Latavia when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Shoot Your Shot. We have Devontae on the line. Now, Devontae, go ahead. Shoot your shot, man. Make that phone call. Hello? Hey, hey, what's up, Natalia? Who's this? Uh, Devante from the uh, pharmacy. Devante from the pharmacy? How'd you get yeah. my number? You gave it to me, remember? No, I don't remember. I never gave you one. Wait, please don't say it. Well, what do you, you want? Well, you, you didn't actually give me your number. You actually gave me your name, and then I uh, searched Facebook, and your number came up. 
Jesus Christ. Are you okay, kidding? you gotta stop. You did not tell us this part. I'm sorry. This, we're, let's have you. We're from the Hello? Breakfast Club. Yes, hey, what Wait. is DJ MV Angela Yee Charlemagne from the Breakfast Club, Mama? Yeah, we're doing shoot What the hell is going on? We thought that you gave him your number, and so he was calling to shoot his shot because he has a crush on you. He said he comes in there all the time to buy gum. This oh my god the, oh my god the dude that t- buys gum i don't even f-ing put his change in his hand like i put Uh-oh. it on the wow. oh my god he's the creepiest Uh-oh. why uh, is he calling he's, me i don't understand he's, why he's, he's calling he's still, me he's still on the phone he can hear you he can hear you he's here <laughs> okay. oh my god. at this point i don't even care because you're talking about you looked up my number on facebook that's weird yeah it's kind of weird that's like I mean... american psycho sh- no, it's not, no, not no. really because Facebook does provide this kind of information. But I do think uh, I wish we would have asked him. You know, did he get your number beforehand? But yeah. But wait, why is he calling me? I'm not understanding. He wants to have sex with you. No, no, he wants to take what? you out on a date. He wants to take you out on a date. Why Same would I go difference. out? Five billion people on the planet, and you think I would go out with this dude? Devontae, oh speak. No, 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 no. Devontae, no. speak. No. You have the name of a member no, of Judas. You know, I just want to take you, you out on a have... date and then have sex with you. Oh, my goodness. What? Hey, wow. he, he keeping it 100, though, okay? <laughs> no. Well, let me keep it 100. Uh, Devontae has adult acne. I can't even get past that. So we're not even doing it like that. No. Are you kidding me? All right, Devontae. And trying to figure, out, figure me out. No. no Devontae, not, please. And let me tell you, That's I'm giving nice. out medicine for diabetes for HIV, for cancer, and this is coming every day buying gum. Do you know how creepy that is? Okay. Nah. <laughs> Listen, wow. first of all, why don't you prescribe gum. him something for his adult acne? Should he go see a dermatologist? No. I have a great one. Her name is Dr. Him. Natasha Sandy. I can't believe he Any is last words, Devante? I mean, I don't know why she's being like that. I always offer a piece of gum when I come <laughs> in. Angela, and that's creepy. I don't think you should tell you a guy like this any out. last words. So it can't be that creepy, and you chew it. <laughs> and I chew it, really? Okay. All right, you that's enough. All, you chew it all nice and slow, flirting with me. You know you love me, girl. Yeah, why are you taking what? the gun from him? Why are you leading you. him on by taking the gun from, gun from him? If you, I've if never you taken like gun from him. Nata- I've never taken gun from him. He's a f-ing liar. Latavia? Oh, my God. I have a video. I Snapchat it. Latavia? What? Yeah. Ne- next time he comes in there, I will call the police, man. He's creepy as hell. Yeah, and the TV, you creepy. might you, you might need to get a restraining order against him? the bartender. No, no, I'm not. I, I no, didn't know. We, we didn't, didn't know. know. I'm sorry. We didn't know. We didn't know. Hey, hmm. Devontae, your, your your mother or father was clearly a Jodeci fan, okay? Because they named you Devontae. Are you familiar with Devontae Swing from Jodeci? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did a juicy fruit commercial back in the day, right? Oh my goodness. I don't know God, anything oh about that. Oh my god. I don't know anything about that. I'm sorry. All right, we gotta go. We got things to do. No, I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Too. I'm Devante, sorry. have a blessed day. Stop stalking women, okay? All right, I'll see you Friday. I'll see you next week, girl. Oh my no. goodness. Oh! <laughs> oh my god. I'm a little concerned. I'm so sorry. Geez, wow. so all right, shoot your shot. The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the devil? Possibly. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. 
All right, listen, man. Charlemagne the God here. I'm on vacation until 2018. I don't give a damn what y'all think about that because I deserve it. Now, The Breakfast Club is in 80-plus markets in 150 countries, so we have a lot of new listeners who probably don't even know who Charlemagne the God is. So use my time off to catch up on some of my past work, okay? Okay. If you're new here, I do a segment every day called Donkey of the Day. Donkey as in jackass, and that's when I give someone the credit they deserve for being stupid. So if you never heard of it, this is new to you, but if you are a regular listener, then this is an oldie but good because it's the best of the donkey of the day. Donkey of the day goes to Kendu Isaacs. You know who Kendu is, right? Heard uh, of him. Yeah, Mary J. Blige's former husband slash manager. Now, as the story goes, Kendu Isaacs and Mary J. Blige are getting a divorce. Apparently, they are. Are they divorced or getting divorced? I think they're, they're in the process, right? Yeah, yeah they're, they're in the process. process. Apparently, because of Kendu's alleged affair with a young artist named Starshell. Uh, she was signed to Mary's label, Matriarch Entertainment. Uh, Page Six actually reported this back in April. In fact, according to Page Six, Mary claimed in court documents that Ken Du spent 420 grand on his little girlfriend. And to add insult to injury, Mary would bring her to red carpets and other events to increase her profile. Now, mm. when the legend Mary J. Blige was on The Breakfast Club, she spoke on it but didn't say the young lady's name. Let's hear it. But um, I started recording the album like <laughs> a year ago. Started writing it from a perspective of a woman fighting for her marriage. Mm. I wanted it. I, I, no matter what, I wanted to keep it. I loved them. I wanted to stay. But then, of course, it didn't turn out that way. So everything, you know. Did he not want it as much as you did? He didn't. When someone loves someone else, it's nothing you could do. Jesus you know? that's That's what I'm suffering through right, right now. What was the turning point where you knew it was going down the wrong road? Um, When uh, everything I said didn't mean anything. And I was nothing I ever did was good enough. And I was never smart enough. He knew he loved someone else. He knew he wanted a harem and a bunch. You know, he knew he wanted what he what he wanted. Now, if he'd have kept it honest with you, you think you'd have been able to be one of those women who can let their man have another woman? No, I don't think so. I mean, not this particular person. Anybody but her. Mm, you do treat the one that you love him with the same respect that you treat the one that you humping. That ain't about nothing. Mary also spoke on the situation on her VH1 documentary, Scrimp of a Woman, mm -hmm. where she went into a little more detail and she was talking to Neo. Let's hear it. And just so we clear, you have a studio over there in that other place, right? Yes. Do not let... Uh, do you know... Huh? Do not let her nowhere near what you're doing for me. Okay. Because she's she's the reason for all of this that's my Becky with the good hair. Mm. Mm -mm. Damn. Well, <laughs> well, Kendu, who was originally asking for $129,319 a month in spousal support, was granted by a judge thirty grand a month, which I think is way too much for a grown-ass man to be getting from his ex-wife. He's now asking for sixty-five grand a mm -mm. month. Okay, Kendu Isaacs wants sixty-five grand in spousal support because, according to the Blast who dug up the court documents, Kendu needs his spousal support doubled because Mary's divorce songs tarnished his reputation and he can no longer find work. You're cheating tarnished your reputation. Kendu. Kendu. Come on, brother. Listen. Yes, you're right, Angelique. These songs didn't tarnish Kendu's reputation. He tarnished his reputation because he broke Mary J. Blige's heart by cheating on her. And now we see you robbing Mary with no gun and spousal support. And the general public just doesn't respect that. If Mary never made a record about what happened, we still would be looking at you funny because, honestly, what you're doing is lame. Mary J. Blige is an icon, a legend. She's beloved in these streets, okay? The culture protects her at all costs. Of course you can't find work because if people have to choose between you and Mary J. Blige, of course they're going to choose Mary. That's just the way the game goes. It's not like you've shown that you can have success on your own. All your success is tied with Mary. So if you're not working with Mary, why would anyone work with you? It's simple math to me. Mm. Now, what are these divorce songs Kendu is speaking of? 
<laughs> well, they were all featured on Mary's Scrimpable Woman album. Uh, one is titled Love Yourself. That's the one with Kanye West. I love that record, by the way. And uh, Set Me Free. Now, we have, a, we have a clip of Set Me Free. Let's hear it. Tell me how you figured that you made me and you gave me what I had before I met you and gon' have it when you're gone and how you fix your mouth to say I owe you when you had another bitch and taking trips and with my money for so long. All right, Mary. And if you won't get a dime, but all you gonna get too bad, I can't get back my time. Now, that is clearly about Ken Do, but so what? Right. Okay, this is Mary's life as much as this Ken Do's, and if she wants to sing about it, she can sing about it. Mary always puts her life in her music. That's why we love Mary J. Blige. Hell, when I heard she was getting divorced, I was happy because I was like, oh, Mary next album about to be fire. Oh. I just want to know, Ken Do, how are you trying to shake Mary J. Blige down because she sang about you and you gave her the content to sing about? If you hadn't of allegedly cheated with her artist, Starshell, none of this would have happened, Ken Do. You caused all of this on yourself. If you was getting money you was old from management or managerial things cool but asking for all this spousal support because you can't find work without mary that's all the more reason you shouldn't have cheated <laughs> fellas here's a guy code pro tip from your uncle charlotte if your wife is your primary source of income sit your dumb ass down eat this slice of pizza and be quiet okay a man's job is to protect and provide if you're not the primary provider financially then you have to provide in other ways emotionally mentally spiritually physically and you have to protect her emotionally Emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. Kendu, you didn't do that. You actually hurt her and broke her heart. Now you're twisting the knife and asking for 65 grand in child support. Sorry, Kendu. Nobody feels sorry for you. No empathy, no sympathy. You did this to yourself. And if you want to fix your reputation and get people to possibly work with you again, do what's right. And stop trying to shake Mary J. Blige down because you was wrong. Please give Kendu Heisek's the sweet sounds of the Halo Tones, please. Oh, now you are the dog. Thank you for that donkey today. Mm -hmm. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, ma'am. Miss Angela Rye. AR15. Welcome back. Violent. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. You better learn how to get violent because when Amarosa come for your face. She ain't gonna come for me. Amarosa's no martial arts. You know? I heard you she laughing ain't at her. She said it's a black woman civil war. No, she she said that after Robin <laughs> Roberts. So she she knows not to mention my name. You know Amarosa no karate, right? I don't give a I damn. I know she no karate. Because <laughs> like, she said it when she was up here. I forgot she was up here. She was up here. So Who I, invited her to breakfast? years ago. Like Shout six years ago. Angela's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not taking credit for that. I forgot I'm Rose even came, but it was like six or seven six, years ago. Six years ago, I think. And yeah. I went and watched the interview last night. She oh, said that's, she, that's when she was still a Democrat? That's cute. I don't, she know, what she was, I don't know what she was doing at that Her time. and Claudia Jordan was beefing. It was weird. But she know karate. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. She can run up on me if she wants to. She going to catch a case. <laughs> now, Angela, I don't fight. We know you, we know you have shame, but I don't throw, I don't throw them both. We know you have the inside scoop. So do you believe that she really resigned or do you believe that she was let go? So just to clarify for the culture, what I do not have culture. is inside scoop on the White House. Okay. Um, you don't be up in there. Yeah, I don't be up in there. All right. But um, but I but I do know a few things um to that point. What I believe, based on what I saw um in her interview with Michael Strahan, is that she did not resign. Um you will if I don't know if you all saw it, but there are a number of conflicting points in her interview. Mm -hmm. One of the funniest things to me was when she talked about having 
certain access restrictions after you resign, which is not true. You turn your badge in the day that you quit, are fired, or whatever at the White House, just like you would in any other right, job. Right, in radio, yeah. if we say... You know, like, they're not going to give... They're not going to take well, y'all... Well, you up here till January 20th, and then... So we'll let you in the building, but we're not going to let you upstairs. Right. That doesn't happen anywhere, and it definitely doesn't happen on the campus of the White House. So Secret Service tweeting that they removed her credentials means she cannot get on the campus of the White House, including the um, Eisenhower Executive Office building, which is across the street from the White House, which is where she sat. She was she did not have a desk in the White can House. Can she go on tour? Can she tour the White House? <laughs> she now? can she can request a tour from her member of Congress like every other American citizen can. Mm. So mm. That means maybe she's getting paid till January 20th. Absolutely. Vacation That's days. all that what it is. That's exactly what it means. Okay. You know exactly what it is. So I'm like, man, she's pulling the wool over her eyes at every turn. Why was she fired, though? Um, I'm not sure. What do you um, think? I think that she is dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she's caused a lot of issues there. Um, but I also think that she is, you know, when they talk about birds of a feather flock together, she acts just like Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. this hyperbole, dramatic mess. There al- there's always some distraction being thrown out there. I have heard from some black Republicans who I trust a little more than Omarosa that she's made it very difficult for other people of color who work not only in the White House but also in the, in the administration because she's threatened by their real political credentials. Mm-hmm. So what is her job? Pardon my ignorance, yeah, but I didn't know. know. I don't Pardon know what her... too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just am not sure what, what it was. She was Trump's she was... assistant. No, so, the, so and just for clarification on that too. So when you work um, in the administration, in the White House, there are um, titles that you have. So there's a special assistant to the president, mm-hmm. um, and most people in senior roles, depending on what your pay range is, mm-hmm. you're called a special assistant to the president. Most assistants to the president work in the actual White House. Correct. So I think, um, <laughs> I'm just saying, right. not in EOB, which again is the Eisenhower Executive Office Building, I think that they gave her that title because they knew from an optic standpoint there were black. no other black people right. there. Mm-hmm. There's no Asian people in that black role. Black women There's, especially, she said. Black people, the only black, other black person or other black people in the administration, senior level, the Surgeon, Surgeon General ben and Carson. Ben Carson, who's yeah. the Secretary of HUD. I feel like she said she was like the only black woman that <laughs> yes, would be. Yes, that's in the senior role. So I'm mm-hmm. saying there are literally three senior black folks. She's the only one in the White House. So it's black people. She had senior a it was something urban, like head of urban music or something. No, like. it was urban music. <laughs> no, it was. No, it was, no, it was, it was the that's not what it title. was. She was in the office of the public liaison <laughs> under the Obama administration. It was called the Office of Public Engagement. They made her a senior communications advisor. There was no communications shop in OPE under Barack Obama because there's a communications department. It's this made-up role of hodgepodge-ish. How much do you think she got paid? If, if she you... was paid 100 It's public knowledge. Oh, it's $180,000 a year. Really? $180,000. Yeah. That's high for. Uh, I know that you. You know you're rich. You we know you're rich. We know you cashing Trump checks like Nene, but that's um, no. I'm just saying that's a great. That's a great money, but I'm just no, like, but but it's it's very. Um, she can do nothing. We don't know. Who, we don't know. She. That's what I'm saying. But, somebody but that's who, what I'm telling you. She was paid because there's no other black people that senior, so she was paid at that rate. But she wasn't given a job description that matched that rate. So right. nobody. Everybody's like. What did she do? And everybody's like, we fresh out. On cable news all night, we're like, we don't really know. Mm-hmm. What we do know is that she actively worked to oppose um, black folks in the administration. Some folks who I think were more well-meaning. And honestly, people that I had conversations with, like, why are you going into that role? Like, why are you going to go work for somebody who is, who's not only um, suggestively hated us, but I think done things that are just downright hateful. And that's why I made a face. Culture, but others. No, that's why I made a face. I'm like, you sell your soul for that cheap? That's right. 
That's that's exactly right. But yeah. we know that that's happened since we got here on slave ships. So yeah, yeah. she's that type of black person. So you Thank think you. she'll get a big paycheck for that first interview after January 20th? I think that she absolutely was working to sell a book or absolutely working to I figure out what her thing. news contributor deal would be. Maybe she's working on her next reality show. She's definitely going to need a check. Um, she is uh, an active first lady of a church in Jacksonville um, where her husband is a pastor. Um, I have heard, I don't know this for a fact, but I have heard that members have left the congregation because they're not checking for wow. her or what she represents. Yeah, it's amazing how she said that she now all of a sudden she's claiming to be the only African American in the White House. Like she's whole, and she's that, like, well, our she's people, not the only one in our community. Oh, she said, I know she said my people, and I was like, who people? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where are your people at? Because you haven't been checking for us all the time. She, you know, you all know that she went on air on Tucker Carlson show defending Donald Trump's actions during Charlottesville, mm, and really? now she's yeah, now she has Armstrong Williams. Caping for her, saying she had issues with what happened. Right. How he responded so why were you defending it? Yeah. You not only did you defend it, you went on air talking about how Barack Obama handled the Black Lives Matter, the person who said he was affiliated mm-hmm. with Black Lives Matter or was influenced by Black Lives Matter in Dallas. Compare that nonsense to how Donald Trump handled Charlottesville. And she should have had issues with him from when he ran. And that's why she shouldn't have supported his campaign. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just, I'm not checking for her. And the, the main thing is, I have been this frustrated with her actions since the um, the campaign during the election. She was asking people who know me if we could have a sister girl talk because she was upset that I was dragging her. And I'm like, Heffa, you lost the sister girl opportunity when you started campaigning for this man. No. Did you just call her a Heffa? She is a Heffa. <laughs> I've heard that word in a minute. Oh, I say it. I, I say, I say old people slang. But no, it's, and it, to me, it's personally frustrating because, y'all, I'm serious. There are black folks who have sold us out from the beginning of time who operate in that mode. You cannot put your culture, your people, your community under your opportunity. I agree. You will never make a good decision. And that is just, it's frustrating. It's hurtful to me. So people have been like, why are you so amped about it? Why are you so mad? I'm like, because you're trying to tell me one thing and you're doing something else. I see your actions. I hear the words that you're speaking. Mm -hmm. And they don't align with someone who represents what I believe are our best interests. So, yeah, I'm going to drag you every time. So that's, when you say skin folk, tell me what you mean when you say skin folk. So, Zora Neale Hurston has a famous quote that says, um, all, our, all my skin folk ain't my kin folk. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that everyone who has black skin, regardless of the hue, don't start with the waffle colored nonsense this Thank morning. You. Thank you. High five. High five. You're not that dark either, Angela. <laughs> so, high five to you too. But the point is, you know, just because you're of a certain hue doesn't mean that you're going to represent what's in the best interest of that. And that doesn't mean that we're always going to align. But my one rule is, like, cause no harm. Just cause no harm. And we can debate whether or not this policy is best for us, mm-hmm. but don't deliberately cause harm. Right. And she, I feel like she's done that in life. All right, we got more with Angela Rye when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Push me to the Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Angela Rye in the building. Now, question. Do I have to pay for internet now? Is that, is that um, what I have to do now? So With this new sh- bill that passed? Unless you hacking into something and you got free Wi-Fi at your house, at which point we all need yeah, to get at your house. Like, we pay for the internet now. What's frustrating about net neutrality is the conversation has been had in such a wonky way that people have disengaged. Like, I kind of just don't understand it, so I'm afraid to touch mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is what um, eliminating those net neutrality rules does is it makes it more difficult or makes it easier for companies to slow down certain services to put some of their products at an advantage. Right. Um, so if you have Netflix and they slow mm-hmm. down the Netflix, that might put another company at an advantage 
because you're trying to watch your Netflix, but it's buffering, it's buffering, it's not working. Which, you got to pay for it to go faster. Yes, and so you'll have to pay for certain services to go faster after you've already paid for your subscription, to mm -hmm. Angela's point. So there are all of these things that make the Internet more um, financially lucrative for them because they've been trying to figure out ways to bolster some of their revenue since the Internet's come mm -hmm. It's like, what do we do? We're losing money. You know, we've seen that with record labels and all of that. So I think um, the one thing that people need to know is it's going to be a more costly space. Mm -hmm. um, and it's frustrating because there are still folks <laughs> who look like me and you who don't even have access just to baseline or just don't even have access. So it's this is really frustrating to watch, but you see at every turn, whether it's the tax reform bill that they're pushing or the health care measure that they were pushing. Now this, that at every turn they're looking out for people who are the haves and the have-nots are continually being screwed under this administration. Do you think, uh, I think people are concerned about social media. Like how's that going to affect social media? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't yeah. know of um, a direct impact that I can think of yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that it can impact um, search, certain search engines mm -hmm. like Google Chrome versus like a Yahoo, and, mm -hmm. you know, or Verizon's um, search page, th that kind of thing. But I don't know what the direct impact would be on social media. I need to ask somebody that really knows the ins and outs and is a true net neutrality one. That's how so much messaging gets out nowadays, especially mm -hmm. for our communities. No, it's no question. We over-index on social media use on every single platform. Like mm -hmm. black and brown folks. Are are the ones that like have made all of it pop and that's why there's a thing called black twitter so we definitely use it it is a free platform it's the one space i think where um communication has kind of been democratized mm -hmm. um and to the point where you know we've seen all types of organizing happening online so yeah there's no question about it you know you know what i would love to get you to weigh in on i see that russell simmons is now doing this whole campaign not me hashtag not me he's taking polygraph tests to prove that he didn't do anything with anything wrong in his uh vision with these women that are accusing him of sexual misconduct, sexual assault, even rape. Mm -hmm. And so we were having a discussion up here behind the scenes about what happens um, with these men that are being falsely accused and what happens with these women that are coming forward and saying things. But maybe, you know, you might say, because the guys were saying behind the scenes, like, what if it was a situation where, you know, afterward you didn't want to do it or everybody was high, drunk or whatever, and everything went down the way that it did. Mm -hmm. And then now there's this pushback, like, not me. And there's people like uh, Tavis Smiley coming forward and saying that he feels like that investigation was wrong. They did him dirty. What do you think about watching everything that's happening? Just your point of view. So I actually, um, and I think you know Christy Henderson um, pretty well, but Christy and I, like, were going rounds on the phone. Not fighting, but just, like, being tormented by the yeah. fact that you are fully black, fully woman, and the conflicts that exist just within that. And then we ended up taking it on to my podcast because we were like, we can't wrestle with this alone. Like, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. And I think there are a lot of folks who disagreed, like, with my interpretation and hers. What's really difficult for me, Angela, as a lawyer, even, and the reason why I wanted to become a lawyer, so often we've seen um, black folks, period, wrongfully accused of things. And the reason why there's a, supposed to be a justice system is so that you can litigate the facts and determine whether or not someone is innocent or guilty. Correct. Simple and plain. What, what has happened... Um, Due process is gone. And, and, and it feels like that in some ways, and so I'm really torn because I know for years, like, I know women who have been sexually assaulted or have been sexually harassed. I know for me, even on Capitol Hill, we would tell young interns to stay, stay away, away from, from such and mm -hmm. such, which makes us all complicit, too, in some ways. But at some point, you do want to give people the strength they need to be courageous enough to step up and say, this happened to me. And I can't imagine what that feels like because I've never been mm -hmm. assaulted. 
But I do think that um, I'm concerned about the precedent it sets um, for people to no longer have to go through a process to determine whether someone is guilty or innocent. Simple. I just go right that to the press. That said, if it was just one, I don't give a damn if it was 11 and there was just one. That's what I was saying. You you still are accountable for that one. I don't care. Like, you can litigate the facts on if it was Bill Cosby, let's say he said it wasn't 63 of him, it was 10. That's still 10 too damn many. You know what I mean? And right. so we just have to figure out what the balance is. But it does feel like it's swaying all the way back over here. And it, it terrifies. Like I think about Emmett Till. I think about black men who've recently been exonerated because they did not rape that white woman who said that, you know what I mean? <coughs> and if you're so I'm inherently conflicted. I know yeah, they're going to be It's viewed. a difficult situation. It's not difficult if you're being objective about it because as a man, it's simple. It's like... How, this I, is I, not I, simple. Not Let's simple, be honest. But I just want to yeah. know as a man, how do I prove I didn't do you it? You can't prove it. Like if Russell's saying he didn't do it uh, and Travis Smiley saying he didn't do it, why, why do we have to discredit them? We shouldn't discredit them. And we shouldn't discredit the people that are accusing them either. Because I think the the the, cons the challenge with um with I'm not gonna speak to Tavis because I have other issues with Tavis. Um like where the hell has he been through the whole Trump administration not saying anything, but he was dragging, he was dragging Barack Obama. Obama. But yeah, I, so true. I digress. I don't know what his personal life looks like. But with Russell Simmons, I can say what bothered me about some of his statements is I don't recall our night together like that. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean it didn't happen that way to that person. In his person. head, it might have been consensual. Because well, Russell also said that he used a lot of drugs. A lot of cocaine. Right. cocaine but that doesn't excuse for sex. Right. And it doesn't excuse you not taking no for no. I don't know if it happened or not, but mm -hmm. I'm saying the narrative around it, like whoever's helping him with his PR and his messaging, it's been off. And I also feel like women are coming forward and it's not like they're pressing charges or getting anything mm -hmm. out of it. Like, what does Selma Hayek get out of telling her story about Harvey Weinstein and what happened? If anything, some people might feel more ostracized. It's a hard story to tell. Yeah. So for them to come forward... It just makes you feel like, well, what do these women get out of it? It's not like it, they're getting the fame that they want to get. Maybe they just want, maybe they just want revenge. Not, but, and part maybe of it could be revenge. Bad. Part of it could be, we don't know if these folks been able to sleep at night since whatever happened. We also have to acknowledge y'all, like, whether you're a man, woman, or identify as, you know, neither. There are people who are attention-seeking. One of them just left the White House. There are, no, seriously. There are people who are attention-seeking. There are people who will do anything for a check, and that is happening, too. I, I know of a member of Congress who's being accused right now, and this same person accused someone in a prior job. Like, that. I mean, sometimes that stuff doesn't just happen. You know what I mean? So we have to take all of that into account, and that's why I feel so torn. I know as a woman, I can't imagine what it's like. I know what it's like to be cut off. You know, on air, I know what it's like for you to say something inappropriate, for me to feel like you're dirty because you're undressing me with your eyes. I know all those feelings. So I can't imagine the strength that it takes to have to report something that's real. Mm -hmm. But I also know that there are some trifling people right. of all genders yep. in this life who will accuse and jump on a bandwagon. And so I don't know what the balance is, but I know we have to find one quickly. I just want due process. I That's agree. all I want. That's why when I hear these stories, I love to hear that an investigation happens. It, it can't yeah. happen, though. You know what as, mean? Soon as, as soon as you accuse, it goes to the paper and automatically... Court of public guilty. opinion kills you. You're, you're a sexual assaulter. You're a sexual harasser. You're a rapist. Like, it, Absolutely. It is what it is. But sometimes the other that way back. around for a woman, when she goes and then people are like, she's a liar. She, you know, you never get a job again. So it's hard for well, women that's not happening now. That's, well, the, that's not yeah, going I mean, on right now. But I, I do think that there's something to be said for both 
things can be true. And the yep. one the one thing that I don't that's really frustrating about this moment right now is that it's so black or white. Mm-hmm. But truly there is a gray. Truly there is a gray because there are many of us who have been complicit in allowing rape culture to be pervasive. I agree. And and we need to look at the foundation of the thing to really figure out what our next steps will be that are constructive. Because this is a, it's a tough space. It's a really uncomfortable space. A lot of us will be personally hurt because we know some of the people who have been accused and will be frustrated and want to fight for the p- people who we know who are the accusers. So it's a tough space. All right, we got more with Angela Rye when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Angela Rye in the building. Charlamagne? Now, can we talk about voting in Alabama? Yes. Okay. Silver lining. Now, I'm glad that... Uh, Christmas gift. I'm glad Doug Jones won, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, everybody's saying that black women are the reason that he won that election. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? I think um, I want to shout out black people. That's um, what I'm saying. I want to shout out black people. And that's not to take away black women um, at all. Black women voted at higher margins than even black men. But it, not that much higher. Uh, but it was higher, though. Don't don't be trying to take away our extra 2%. 97% for women. Okay, but it was, 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 was 92 for black men. Yes, but that, that give me my 6%, All right, bro. Okay. okay? <laughs> so I'm just saying. But no, it, it, for real. But we are constantly setting the standard. We saw that with the 2016 election with Hillary Clinton. We've seen it. We saw it with Barack Obama in 2012 and 2008. We mm-hmm. always show up and show out. And too often, we're treated as invisible. So this is my expectation for Doug Jones. Doug Jones will be sworn in um, because he won this special, special election. Doug Jones was doing his press conference talking about how um, black people definitely showed up, and it's because they know him. Also, shout out to Congresswoman Terry Sewell from Alabama who worked her behind off for Doug Jones. Mm-hmm. Doug Jones, I'm going to need 30% of your staff to be black like the electorate. Doug Jones, I'm going to need you to ensure that there are super PACs and PACs created and stood up by black people, ensure they're funded, PACs are political action committees to ensure that we can run other candidates, support issues that we care about. I'm going to need for the Democratic Party through the Democratic Governors Association, the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, the DCCC, that's the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, the DSCC, that's the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee. Mm -hmm. All of those entities need to be hiring black vendors. They need to be hiring black staff in senior roles, not just in black outreach. Lastly, they need to make sure they're coming to our communities way before, a week before, or two weeks before Election Day. There's an entity now called Collective Pact that's doing great work in these spaces, bolstering candidates, supporting some of their work, ensuring that their names are getting out there. That needs to happen as well. So, mm-hmm. Doug Jones, we get, the work is just beginning. All right. It's time for accountability. And we're not going to just celebrate the fact that black women showed up. You're going to start rewarding but not us just black labor. women, black and men. Black men but we need to be focusing on the fact that we showed up as a community and we came I out. I had a and, tweet and, about and that. We, but you're going to let me have we my We helped 6%. swing in an election. But that's just silly. Like, we, we'll get more accomplished if we stop worrying about who get the credit for it. No, I think that there's... Cause, cause, you, why can't you get credit if Because all black men can't just win an election and all black women can't just win an election. We well, have to we come as a collective. We did not win it alone, Like, but we made up 30% of the I can't tell by the memes. Oh, come on. You're not, <laughs> so I'm not going to let you be a victim today. I'm I told not trying you, to be a victim. I told in my tweet, I said, thank you, black people. Yes. So, but I'm also thanking black women. We set the standard. If, we, if we're if we in first place, 
Why can't oh we get our God. first place glory? This is why I'm telling you, you get way more accomplished if you stop worrying about who get the credit for it. I'm, I can have a gloat moment. There's a nice like, black we chunk of people came out I of said in that Alabama in my all right, of all ladies, places. All right, ladies. There's black. All right, ladies. <laughs> Alabama. But we're black. Black Alabama's black as hell. That's exactly where it needs to be. Yeah, but that's a Republican state, though. I know, but let's look at what happens when we use our collective power <laughs> Dang, to that's, influence that's, that's an what election. I'm, that's stop, what I'm trying to say. But you need to calm down because just me. Celebrating black women doesn't take away from black men. You I agree with that. You acting like Blue Lives Matter no, right now. No, it's just divisive. Yes, yeah, no, it's just divisive. It's not divisive. And it's inaccurate. It I, is. I you know, it's inaccurate. It's inaccurate. Say, it's not inaccurate to say this group was first place, black men were second place. That's together. not what they're saying. Let me, let me read it to you. Let me tell you I what they're saying. I don't want to read that because that's not what I said. Thank you, black women. That's what it says. There's nothing wrong with thanking black women. We were in first place. Oh, my God. Now, okay. Why does that make you mad? Miss, miss, it doesn't make me mad. It's just it, it, it sends out the wrong message. We it's need, not wrong. We need black people. We do voting. That doesn't take away from that. That black women are black women, black people. Of course. Very good. Okay. We are uh, on the same page. Watch out now. Watch. This is gonna come up later. Okay. It's gonna be divisive amongst it people. Shouldn't be, it shouldn't be divisive. It's oh, already boy. starting an argument that, or not an argument, but a debate that it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be about black man, black woman. And we came out together and got Doug Jones in that. Did, are y'all's place. percentage numbers as high as ours? It's, oh, it's ninety-two. Goodness. The black community came out and supported him. All right. Black I men, ninety-two percent. Thank you, black people. But he's riding on this thing like it's Blue Lives Matter. I'm trying to figure out why. This can we? Yeah, let me just dragged. celebrate our black women. Listen, it's very tough in a state like. Alabama to get 92% of black men to come out and vote. It wasn't 92% of black men that came out and vote. It was 92% of, of the voters. voters, voters, voters. But, but that's a lot of people, black men. Yes, and it was a lot of black women. It's both. Guys, this is silly. Guys, I agree. This is very once silly. Again, but wait, stop. Once guys. again, on. you can get way more accomplished if you stop worrying about who get the credit for it. So, but I don't think there's anything wrong with getting credit. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, can you so give, give black credit? men credit? I did. I, did you not hear me say that? Oh, okay. Let's okay. Make a show. Good night. Miss Angela. Miss Angela Rye. He can't help himself. Now, question. I was. Uh, we were listening to the rumor report. Uh huh. And Angela, you reported that you have a boo. Mm. What? That's what you're doing today? How, oh, we talked about this last time. I don't even know why. I don't even know why he <laughs> oh. would do such. We didn't talk about this last this time because when you left, I was like, I wonder. Okay, maybe not. Oh, what, do you, what, you, what do you wonder? First of all, no, I did, how old was this rumor report? I don't know. You reported it? This is like before Angela was even here. Yeah. That's, that's my skin folk. That's my waffle color skin folk. Congratulations. You two waffle colors good to me. Oh, two waffle color. You you in the color complex stuff now. He is he is a wonderful human being. Um, I have learned a lot from I have learned a lot from him. I also heard Angela called him a starter boyfriend. Oh, sure. I don't think he's a starter boyfriend. He's not at all. And he's been supportive of y'all. Juice bar, so don't on. start no mess. It is a starter jacket. <laughs> a starter jacket. He's, he's, he's not a starter boyfriend. No, we he, love comment up here. So you should apologize to him for that because that's hurtful. But um, yeah, I think that it's important to know um, from just being around him. Like I am definitely a better human being, that's and dope. I appreciate um, just all he does for the community, for the people, um, for the example that he sets, for challenging me. He's just a good. Good guy. He's a great dude. Yeah. And he could dance, so he could break dance. Oh, you excited yeah. about the break dance? Not anymore. Yes, he can. Why you hate? <laughs> Y'all supposed to be cool. Y'all want to have a break dance party? You guys know how no. he dance about. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. Rex to dance all the time. Oh, oh. oh. But I don't know what you rolling up and twist. I don't know what the hell that is. You don't even know. He got that from like an 80s white people show or something. I don't know where he got that. He be like a disco. I don't know what. Don't be coming for his breakdancing either. If I ain't going to let Angela come and start a boyfriend, I ain't going to let you come for his breakdancing. Nah, come. He's my guy. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my guy. Don't be um, talking about his breakdancing. Anyway. I'm sure he still got it. He does. He still does. What are you talking about? I haven't seen him Let's do it in a while. Let's show him some videos. Oh, oh, fake news ass. <laughs> what you doing over here today? My goodness. Throw my phone at you. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us again. And thanks you have for having a me. happy new year and happy holidays. Hey, y'all, 15. You, happy Kwanzaa. And, and happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> happy Amorosa. Happy Amorosa. Did you say happy Amorosa? <laughs> no. She can be happy for no. the holidays? No, I, I always make fun of Kwanzaa because it sounds like. It doesn't sound like Amorosa. Sound like Amorosa's sister. No, it doesn't. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is why you be getting dragged for saying dumb stuff sometimes. Like, what are you talking sense. about? That My don't sound goodness. like that. <gasps> That's Swahili, fool. Amorosa don't sound like Swahili? Good night. You know what? Amorosa sound like something. And on that note. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good Bye, morning. Bye, <laughs>